lagging, beautiful people of the world today. Coming at you live as always, Samuel A. Milo, what is up, my dudes? Hope you guys have a wonderful day today, man. This is ATK Season 2, Episode 6 of the series, man. I'm super excited to share this with you guys, man. Walking through the last few verses in Chapter 2 of 1 Peter. Uh, the date is like February 9th, something like that. The time is 2.30ish in the afternoon. Let's get down to it. I'm really excited to share this with you guys, man. If you guys were not here in the last one, I would go check that one out. Last time we talked about, you know, how it's important to be obedient to the law of the land when that law does not go against God's word and how we're called to use the freedom that God has given us, that liberty, right? To use that freedom to serve and to, and to uh, and help people rather than slander the king or slander people around us, right? We use that freedom to serve, not to slander. I mean, that's a little bit about what we talked about last time. If you guys missed that one, I'd go back and check that one out. It's ATK Season 2, Episode 5. That's Episode 5. Today is Episode 6, man. It will make more sense if you guys watch that one first, obviously. But, uh, man, today we'll walk through Chapter 2, the last few verses in Chapter 2, verses 18 through 25 in First Peter. I'm really excited to share this with you guys. Peter is going a little bit more in-depth, too, of how uh, to stay to continue to be submissive to the people that are above us, right? People that uh, that are leaders above us, or that uh, that we work for, stuff like that. In that sense, but uh, without the, without further ado, man, we'll pray really quick, and uh, then we will hop into the video. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all you've done for us, and thank you so much for all you've given for us. God, I know that this time and this time and place in the world right now is hard and it's difficult. But I challenge us, God, just to be people. Help us to be people that are obedient to your word, that are bold with our faith, Father, that continue to live out our faith on a daily basis, that advance your kingdom every single day, that aren't afraid of the things that might happen, but we serve you anyways, knowing that you will lift us up. Thank you so much for all you've done for us. Continue to give us strength and courage as we walk through and face every single day. And God, let us take the head of the giant, God, like David did. Thank you so much for all you've done. Thank you so much for all you give us. And please just bless this message and bless the people that were able to see it. In Christ's name, amen. All right. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Say it again. Anywho, we've got our Bible handy. We've got our coffee steamy. Man, we've got our candle lit back there, if you can see it. I'm a big candle guy. But without further ado, we'll hop into it, okay? The first thing, man, uh, we're hopping at 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 18 through 25 today. But we'll start in uh, chapter er, verse 18 here. First things first, there's a word, right? It says servants. And... Um, I don't know what you think of when you hear this word, whatever it is, whatever it may be. What we're going to go to is the Greek and uh, what the Greek word or how we get this word, right? So the word in the Greek, I, I'm going to butcher how it's pronounced, but it's oiketes, okay? I think I butchered it. I'm sorry if I did. But what this word actually means, how it's translated as servant, what it means in, in Greek is actually household, right, or household servant, or someone that serves within the house. And what that means, man, is that these servants at this time that Peter is talking to, that they were a part of the household. They may have not been born into the family physically, but they were a part of the household just the same, that they served the house, and they were incredibly smart. They were so smart. They may have been doctors. They may have been people that served the house in different ways. But man, they were incredibly smart people that served within the house. They worked for the people that uh, within this household. They worked for that household. Okay? 
It's important to know that, that background of that, man. They may have not been born into the family physically, but they were a part of that household and had relationships with the family just the same, as if they were, as if they were born into that family. I think it's important that we know that as we move forward through the rest of these, uh, the rest of these, this passage right here. So first thing he says, servants, right? Those household servants that we just talked about. It says, be submissive to your masters, the people that were above them, right? The people they worked for with all fear, respect. Talking about respect there. Uh, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the harsh. And then verse 19, he says, for this is commendable. If because of conscience towards God, one endures grief, suffering wrongly. So what he's saying, he's saying, man, don't just be submissive to the people that are good and gentle, but also to the ones that are not, the ones that are harsh, the ones that do not treat you fairly, but be, be submissive to those masters as well and give them the respect because, man, it's commendable before God. No, what we know to be true about God, too, in, the, in verse 19, where it says, for this is commendable, right? It's commendable when we do that, that because of this conscience towards God. And what does that word conscience mean? Again, in the Greek, it's like what we believe to be true about God. Okay, so if what we believe to be true about God, if we, if we believe in Jesus and that faith that we have in him, knowing and, and that we live are trying to live godly lives, if we suffer for that, it's commendable. He says, again, in verse 19, for this is commendable, comma, if because of conscience towards God, one endures grief, comma, suffering wrongly. If we endure grief by, because of what we believe about God, man, that's commendable. If we suffer wrongly because of that, man, it's, it's commendable. God is, is, it's praiseworthy. You know, it's like, man, keep living godly lives even though you're suffering. And almost, man, I would say that it's reassuring almost that, man, if I'm doing things that are good and I'm suffering for that, I must be on the right track, <laughs> right? Like, it's crazy to think like that, but it's true in a way that, that, man, if we're suffering for the things we're doing good, then we must be on the right track. We mu if we're trying to live godly lives, if we're living righteously, man, living for the King of kings and Lord of lords, Jesus Christ, man, if we're living that way, living for him and we're suffering for that, that's commendable before God. Moving further, man, in verse 20, he says, he even goes further in depth here. He says, for, for what credit is it if when you are beaten for your faults, you take it patiently? But when you do good and suffer, if you take it patiently, this is commendable before God. You know, he says it again. He, he reiterates this, this feeling of like, man, if you suffer for the thing, or if, you, if you're beaten for the things you do wrong, you expect that, right? I don't know about you guys, but I was not a very good child, okay? I, was, I would throw plates off tables. I would never sit in my car seat. I would arch my back like this. My parents was like, eh, like, you know, like, ah, like screaming, yelling, all sorts of stuff. I was a terrible, terrible child, okay? And what that created is like, when I did something wrong, I expected something I expected discipline. Man, when I did the wrong thing, I, we expect the same to happen, right? But when we do something good, we expect something good in return to happen. But he says here, what Peter is telling them, he says, it don't, what credit is it? I mean, you expect that to happen when, you, when you're beaten for your faults or when you're disciplined for your faults, right? If you're, if you're disciplined for that, you take it patiently, what credit is that? But what he says after, he says, when you do good and you suffer, if you take that patiently, that's commendable before God. Because we expect something good in return for that. But when we suffer for the for the King of Kings, when we suffer for Jesus, 
man, that's commendable before him. And it even goes further. He, Peter goes further in depth here. He says that Jesus paved the way, that he showed us that we would suffer for the things that we did right. And that's crazy to think, right? But look at what Jesus led a perfect life, lived a perfect life, and he still suffered. So why would we think that we wouldn't suffer for doing the, wrong, the right thing? He goes further in 21, and I'm about to break this down. He says, for to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us. Christ suffered for us, right? Leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. Verse 22, he quotes from Isaiah 55, or 53, verse 9, sorry. Um, Who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth. Jesus committed no sin, but he suffered as if he committed every sin. And that's crazy. Jesus lived a perfect life and he showed us, he led us in an example of how we're supposed to respond. That we continue, that, man, we still love people, we still act justly, we still live righteously, even when we're suffering for that, because one, it's commendable before God. And man, just like in James says, count it all joy when you face these things, knowing that it produces all these things, right, as well, perseverance and, and, and character as well. And man, also that, James even says, this is before uh, Peter, obviously, but man, it's so important. It's so important that we continue to live godly lives, continue to live righteously, even in the midst of suffering. And honestly, it's reassurance that we're doing the right thing, I think, sometimes, if we suffer for the things. Like, man, I'm do- I feel like I'm doing the right thing here, but everybody else thinks I'm not, or I'm suffering for it. I'm getting called all these names for the things I'm doing right for others. Man, that should be almost reassurance that we are doing the right thing. Moving further, he says, you know, that Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow his steps. Man, we're called to follow in Jesus' footsteps, that we follow his steps. He suffered, so that means that we are going to suffer too, man, when we act act how God wants us to, living lives, sacrifice to him. Man, if we live lives like Jesus did, we're going to suffer like Jesus did. It's important to know that, but man, it, it, it's it's reassuring as well. Man, if Jesus suffered, that means we're going to as well. Living lives sacrificed to him. Moving further, he even goes, it, Peter just keeps going further and further of talking about how Jesus responded when, he, when these things were dealt with him, right? And remember, these people were suffering a lot of persecution, a lot of like people being fed to dogs, people being fed to different animals, man, people being burned at the stake, torn apart, torn in pieces sometimes man in verse 23 he says who talking about jesus again here who when he was reviled did not revile in return but when he suffered he did not threaten but committed himself to him who judges righteously man that jesus even when he was reviled he didn't send he didn't dish it back when people dished it to him jesus didn't dish it back but when Jesus was suffer- when Jesus suffered, he didn't threaten others. But he committed himself to God who judges righteously. That there is going to be a day where God judges it. And that God judges righteously and he deals righteousness and he's a just judge. Man, I, I don't know what you've been through or what you've experienced, but man, it's important to commit ourselves like Jesus did, that we commit ourselves to the judge that judges righteously, that we commit ourselves to God, knowing that he is going to work it. He is going to work in it and through it, that he does that. He's done it so many countless times in this book right here, and it's full of it. 
it's important for us to know that, I think. And moving further in verse 24 and 25, talking about Jesus again right here, he says, Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, and by whose stripes you were healed. I want to take a, just a moment right here because he says like, first thing, he says, who himself, Jesus bore our sins on the tree, right? That he was hung on a cross to die for you and me. And these nails were not these normal nails. I will bring one the next time. I will show it to you guys. But it's, my grandpa has one of what it would look like. And it was about from my fingertip right here to about my, the end of the start of my shirt. It's that long. And they are driven through his hands and his feet. And he took that for you and me, man, because he loved us. And listen to this, the, the one wor key word in this, in this verse, he says, having died, to, uh, having died to sins, that we might live for righteousness. That word might. Jesus died on a maybe that we would come to know him. And man, I can live for that. Because he loved us so much and cared for us so much that he died for us on a maybe. That man, I don't know, I don't know if they will, but I'm going to die for them and I'm going to do this for them. I'm going to live a perfect life and I'm going to die the death they deserve because they might come to know me. Jesus died for us all to, that we would come to know him and that we might live for righteousness. That we might live for him. That we might sacrifice our lives to him because he did it for us and he loved us that much. And moving forward in, in verse 25, and man, it's, it's by his stripes that we're healed too. I missed that part, but man, by his stripes that we're healed, by his beatings, man, the things that he took for us, that's how we're healed. It's by the blood of Jesus, and that is it, right? I think I've talked about this verse every single, John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me, through Jesus, right? Through Jesus. I hope we know that, man, that there's no other way. Lastly, man, finishing up in verse 25, he says, For you were like sheep going astray, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Talking about Jesus, right? <laughs> we were like sheep, wandering off, man, wandering here, wandering there, man, and, and having no shepherd. But now we've come to the shepherd. And he's talking to these people, he's like, and the Romans right here, giving, trying to encourage them, man, don't give up. Keep seeking after Jesus, but also, man, in this time, be submissive to the people that are above you. But, man, live lives that are filled with righteousness, man. Don't revile in return when people revile against you. Don't threaten people when you suffer persecution. But know that that persecution, man, when we suffer persecution because we're trying to live godly lives, that that's commendable before God. It's commendable. I hope you guys know that and rest in that, man, and, and come to know our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, man, because it's through him that we're saved, and I'm so thankful for that, that we can rest in the finished work of Jesus, who died for us on the cross. Man, there was so much to unpack in this one, I mean, I, I was so good. That was First Peter, man, at the, the end of chapter 2, and we'll walk through chapter 3 um, the next few weeks as well, but man, I hope you guys rest in that truth today. That, man, it's through Jesus' stripes that we're healed and, man, that we're called to follow his steps. That we're called to follow Jesus and his steps. Not where the world's steps go, but, man, where Jesus' steps go. And that, man, it might not feel comfortable. We may suffer persecution. 
And Jesus said that we would. If we, if we want to live a godly life, we will suffer persecution. I hope you guys know that. But man, don't let that keep you from seeking after him. Because God is there in the midst of it all anyways. Hope you guys know that. Man, that was 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 18 through 25. Man, if there was a title for any of that, I would say we follow Jesus and we follow his footsteps. I hope you guys know that. Man, I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Do something great, very wonderful. I love you guys. Advance the kingdom.